0: You can also follow us on Facebook and Instagram.
1: Mort's Royce Jewelry, where you get the jewels and not the shaft.
0: They're back.
1: Wait till you see the newly renovated Hot Shots Fenton. You're going to love the smoke-free environment featuring enhanced viewing options, a redesigned gaming area, live odds tickers and sports line boards, refreshed dart and pool table areas, and an all-new covered outdoor patio. Construction's finished, and the Hot Shots team can't wait to show off the new amenities throughout. Come see all the changes and visit them at hotshotsnet.com. You're going to love the new look. Hotshots Fenton is now open. He scores! This is the Last Minute Blues Podcast with Jeff Burton, Donnie Fandango, and former Blues defenseman Jamie Rivers. It is the Last Minute Blues Podcast. Donnie Fandango, Jeff Burton, from 105.7 The Point, and our homeboy, former Blues defenseman and now on-air host at 101 ESPN, Jamie Rivers. Gentlemen... What the hell's going on? More than just a homeboy for me, because I
0: will repeat the
1: story.
2: Yeah, this caught me. This this really caught me off guard.
0: Dude, this is awesome. Yeah, it is on the awesome. uh, on the uh, running program. There's some sort of fee I need to pay for this. <laughs> <laughs> it's not a fee. You ever seen the movie where the the guy goes, "Your pizza's here," and the lady goes, "Well, I have no money to pay." <laughs> oh yes, I've seen that one.
1: Always payback.
2: It's always it's amazing. She always finds a way to pay. Yeah. It's crazy,
0: right? And then the story still goes on after that. It's, it's amazing really how weird. many people don't have money in this world. Um, so uh, the, the topic of your favorite all-time athlete came up. And it, it, who do you guys th- – Who's your favorite all-time athlete, Jamie, first of all? And I know it's a tough question wow. to answer just, to A, <laughs> and then two, just to throw it at your face. I can give you one two while you think, Jamie, because I know this. My
1: my kids actually. You're gonna ask hear me this some clanking undead.
0: around while he's thinking. <laughs> but anyway, I'm sorry, Donnie. Go ahead. No,
1: no, no, no. My my one, two, three is uh Michael Jordan, Ozzy Smith, Wayne Gretzky. Those are those are my three that I mean like I mean, obviously, I watched all of them in, in, in their prime, in my mm-hmm. formative years, you know, so it means a lot. But all three of those guys, like if I ever met any one of those three, I would be an absolute utter
0: disaster, worse yeah, than normal. And a mess. And you keep thinking, I, I, we met Wayne Gretzky and the dude, and I know I was the same way, but you, correct me if I'm wrong, the dude brings it down immediately because he's just a dude that wants to talk hockey. That's it. Yeah, he's pretty chill. I, he, he really is. And I, I was like you, just
1: like that the whole time. Go, ah! 200 points in a season, I want to hug him. Right, just, yeah. just, ah! I have, yeah. The
2: first time I met Wayne Gretzky, before I get to my three athletes, yeah. and didn't want to cut you off, but since we're on Gretz here, sure, he gets traded to St. Louis, and the next morning, you know, I'm a young kid, I'm like 19, maybe 20 at the time, and I'm looking through the locker room, and I'm like, there, like, there it is, there it is, <laughs> there's, the, there's the guy, you know? And the, everybody's kind of hovering around, so I'm like, oh, screw it. I'm just going to go
0: say hi. Uh, so, we should say you were a member of the team. Yes, the I was a member okay, of the team. You weren't yeah. just a creep. <laughs> well, <laughs> actually, both statements would be true. Okay. This was Brentwood ice rink, and you broke in. But anyway.
2: <laughs> no, this was down at the Kiel Center, and Gretz was in his spot where he's sitting next to Hully. But Hully wasn't there yet, and he's reading a newspaper. And, like, if, if you've ever seen Wayne off the ice, like, you'd think it's just like your accountant. Mm-hmm. He doesn't look like a hockey player. And so I walk through the room, and I go to walk over to him, and uh, – I go, hey, how you doing? And he gets up. He's like, oh, hey, I'm Wayne. Nice to meet you. I'm Wayne. I'm like, no fucking shit. Right? Uh, I know. It says it right behind you. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, man, because I was worried I didn't know right. who you were. Sorry, yeah, that? that's
1: right. You're number 99, too. Oh, yeah. Oh, thought, yeah. I thought
2: you were Tony McKegney. Sorry. <laughs> Can't mistake that. No. But anyways, no. <laughs> he gets up, and uh, I tell him my name. He's like, yeah, Jamie. He's like, oh, God, you had a great junior career. I, I know you have put up some big numbers, you know Great to great to be on board, blah, blah, blah. And I was like,
0: what? He actually knows me? Like, right, yeah. There's a lot of
2: people like, hey, buddy, how are you? I walk away and go, I have no idea who that is, sure, right? Yeah. right? I thought
0: that was one of the situations. And the amount of people that has introduced themselves to him oh, God. in that exact 1920 year old situation. Yeah, is, all over the
2: world, right? Yeah. But no, Gretz stood up, knew my name, knew a little bit about me, and that was it. We're off and running. He sat about two stalls over from me in the locker room, so... You know, he was fair game. Whenever I was in a mood to bug people, well, Wayne got it, and Wayne gave it back, and it was truly, it was pretty surreal experience. That that is pretty.
1: Before you get to your to yours, this just brought up a question real quick, and I don't mean to, but like, is there um like an unwritten rule sort of a, or about how the rookies or younger players approach a a, a Gretzky or an Iserman or. Or something along those lines. Hockey doesn't feel like it would be that way to me. Yeah, Maybe right, another
2: sport, totally but, agree with you. You know, there's not an unwritten rule by any means. There's such a uh, certain level of comfort that you have, right? And you either have it or you don't. And a lot of younger guys don't have that comfort because they don't want to piss anybody off. Sure. I was a little different, okay? Imagine I, that. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I didn't want to piss people off, but I wanted to have a good time. Mm-hmm. And like to me, having a good time is not walking in and being like this good day sir and like sit down and kind of get you a coffee or mm-hmm. you know, that wasn't me yeah me i wanted to be like oh my god you look like he you combed your hair with a firecracker today wayne <laughs> you know <laughs> yeah, yeah and it shits all over the place and that was me but that's how i built my role within the team was just like whoever you are whatever you are he's just going to say what he wants to say and if you want to fire back fire back by all means right and that's how i developed some of the best friendships in the game then and still to this day all right
1: so you're three my three. Uh, Wait, can,
0: can I give mine? First? Oh yeah, sure. Yeah, let me go let me ahead. Oh, mine Jeff. oh my God, Jeff. I guess it
1: was because we were off air and we and and you told I me. I mentioned and, it and off and air. So, yeah, so, so that I thought you did. I'm yeah, by no,
2: all no, means, Jeffs fine. are probably the best.
0: My <laughs> <laughs> one of I I think my favorite one, the one I said on the air, was Pele, because an incredible athlete, obviously overcame a lot, obviously met him once, very nice person, obviously there was a, a bit of a language barrier that's right um, and police but, involved <laughs> it was a language barrier because there was plastic between <laughs> us can't <laughs> understand you it's because <laughs> of the plectic <plexiglass. laughs> um, so it him uh, and then uh, this is gonna be really Tommy her okay was another one and 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 Jamie Rivers. And the reason of the, the other two, and obviously not Paley, and I know this sounds like a dick thing to say, but it's not statistics driven. <laughs> Clearly. It's not awards and accolades driven. What everybody doesn't know is that when
1: we had this brief conversation before, Burton just absolutely snapped that one out of nowhere, kind of and it her. was pretty great. I was
2: like, i kind of feeling good about myself,
0: and he just absolutely kicked me right in the balls. But let's look at it. In a real, the real reason why I did this is because if you look at your statistics in your hockey career, please don't. I mean, yeah. First of all, don't. <laughs> first, second of all, good luck finding this. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> but what I'm saying is, you were not a star. You bounced around. You got a dick of a coach in Mike Keenan, and if you haven't heard that story, go back to a different Last Minute Blues podcast and hear how much of a dick Mike Keenan was to this guy and many others. Yet you still how many teams you played for, how many years you stuck around and you're not a bitter ex-employee. Donnie, how many bitter ex-radio employees <laughs> do you know?
1: Oh boy, I don't know that I know many that aren't. I mean to be very honest with you and also too though. They they say that though about about certain players, man, guys that you want to have around, you
0: want to yes. have in the locker room. Yes, absolutely and he would be that and I've never even I don't even know if I've ever even been on the ice with you. Probably not. But seems like that kind of guy. And then watching him coach the uh, St. Charles Chill and how you treated those people. So maybe you're, I'm saying how much of an overall person I, I'm impressed with as you, not necessarily my favorite athlete, but you were an athlete when I first met you. And then as his career wound down, it was always, he was always on the show. You know, and we knew him from radio, you yeah. and I did, Donnie. And it was always, hey, this is what I want to do when I get done. And he would come to me and he would come to you and talk with you. And what do I do here? And who should I go here? And there's an offer here, but what about this? And now look at him.
1: Yeah. To I, me, it's impressive. Well, absolutely so. And I think one of the best parts about sports, man, one of my favorite parts about sports is, like, you know, of course, we all love Brett Hull. And, of course, we all love Michael Jordan probably for the most part or whomever. But, but it's the nuts and bolts people that make up the teams and as big fans, we get really attached to those nuts and bolts people who become just as much of our favorite players as the big guys. And he's Jose Okendo. If I met Jose Okendo, <laughs> I would probably be just as, as tripped out as if I met Ozzy. Right. You know, so like
0: it's that's one of the most wonderful parts about sports. I, you know, I, I, do you, I feel. Do you remember the number five from the Cardinals, Albert Pujols? Before him, oh, okay. slightly uh, a guy named Mike Ramsey. Do you okay, remember him? Yeah. I want to say he was on the 82 yes, World Series team. Yes, he was. He may have even been he may have even been at third base when they clinched. Because I remember him jumping on top of the pile. Fro, mustache, skinny guy, probably had 100 hits in his entire baseball career. Yeah. But he was on the 82 World Series team. Yeah, man. Somehow, someway, he was there. He was a part of it because he was on the field. And since then, the guys disappeared. I'm, I I want to know where he is. If yeah. anybody knows where Mike Ramsey is, <laughs> yeah. I want to know. His Wikipedia's page lists all the teams he played for, where he went to college, and that's it. Yeah. I don't know what happened to him, but back in the day, he was the underdog kind of thing. He was the guy that didn't always play, but seemed like a decent guy. And when he was called on, he gave a hundred and ten percent and was there for his 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 uh his teammates. And, and I don't know if it's a St. Louis thing, and Jamie, we're gonna let you talk at some point. But like <laughs> yeah, okay. uh, but, but I think one of the
1: things about guys like Jamie, man, is like um I mean for me and, and I don't know if this is a St. Louis thing or what, but like um and I know it goes. It's it's said, but like you know, man, my mom and dad are blue collar workers. My dad especially was a blue collar dude. Cuts on the knuckles. Tired when he got home because he worked his ass off. So, like, man, you know, man, we just appreciate people with great work ethics, yes, man. Yeah. And it's not anything that I think should go unnoticed, whether it be our buddy Jamie or whomever else, man. I just think
0: it's something that I've always appreciated in whatever sport that I've I. I wish you would tell us your three athletes were sitting here waiting. For
2: <laughs> well, <laughs> first <guy>. of all,
0: <laughs> poor guy. Ten minutes in, and everybody's right. going, "Is
2: Jamie there?" Right. First of all, guys, I want to thank you for the free ad. That was amazing. <laughs> um, there will be no payment, but thank you very much uh yeah my three athletes uh michael jordan I, th- I thought that uh he was incredible and when this last dance, last dance documentary just came out just solidified it for me i don't really care that he was an asshole at times he wanted to win and that's kind of what you're programmed to do is go out and win as an athlete so tremendous respect for michael jordan wayne gretzky growing up he was the the shit Right. Mm -hmm. And then I got to play with him. Then I got to play for him in Phoenix. He was my head coach. And I now I know him on a personal level as friends, as colleagues. And it's like. He's just the one of the best guys ever so Wayne Gretzky Michael Jordan and Bo Jackson
1: oh Bo Jackson that's a great one
2: <laughs> Bo Jackson for me I remember watching him the very first time I think I've ever watched a full college football game way back when he was playing running back and he got the ball and he just went through like five guys and went the length of the field and I was like who is that dude yeah then they gave a whole backstory of how like the coach found him in high school he was stealing pigs from like a farm and they couldn't catch him so one day he just said, why don't you come play for the football team? Don't worry about all the pigs you've stolen from me. Why don't you come play with the football team? And they handed him the ball, and he took off, and the rest is history.
0: Some pigskin. It was still pigskin either way.
2: That's yeah.
1: probably why. <laughs> <laughs> he dude, felt that, comfortable.
2: That would
0: abs- he, that's he's, a great list. Yeah. He's got
1: to be in my, in my 10 for sure, man. I mean, that was – it just – at that time, it blew my mind that this dude could run over Brian Bosworth, yeah. and then a couple months later hit a 430 430- – foot bomb and then make an unbelievable play how about his arm. Throwing his arm.
2: Throwing it from like dead like off his heels basically, full from center field all the way to home play with no bounce. Ridiculous.
1: The only person that I saw that 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 is similar to that man and I'm sure there are more, but that I can remember is Rick Anke. Right.
0: Yeah, that's first thing. Well, when you right. say arm, I think Rick Anke. Dude,
1: when that cat is like flat-footed on the warning track and throws a BB to home, like, Such, I could never it's do It's crazy. It's just unbelievable, yeah. man. Unbelievable. So those
0: are my three. Oh, yeah. those are good. Those are good, too. Thanks you, for mentioning me, know, jerk.
1: You, <laughs> you know, uh, <laughs>
2: You're my favorite hiker.
1: You know, Aww. guys, <laughs> we actually can talk a little hockey now. Uh-huh. There, there's a little, there's a little something. What is this hockey? There's I'm a little, of? there's a little something. Mm. So I have not gotten into the nuts and bolts of how all this is going to work. And people have asked me, and I don't know if you guys saw on social media, like, what do you think of how? And I'm, but to be very honest, I don't give a shit. I am mm-hmm. so happy that hockey's back. I. It's going to be imperfect, I'm sure, but I'm just stoked that it's back. Can you tell us, for those that don't know, can you break down how this is going to work? Because I know the Blues clinched the division. I know we have one of the top four seeds, but can you kind of go through that, man?
2: Yeah, what you're going to have is you're going to have the bottom, what, six teams, okay? They're going to have a play-in mode, which basically means the teams, like two teams that were not even part of the playoff picture, are getting a second chance. Man, it's based, based upon... Winning percentage slash games remaining. They just, nobody, it was not going to be perfect, right? So this is the way they do it to create fairness for those teams that were on the bubble. So there'll be a play-in round, round robin, and then from there it'll work itself out. They will seed themselves, whoever wins that round robin. The same time, the top four teams, instead of giving them a bye, which was the original plan, is give those teams a bye and let these other teams battle it out in like a playoff series and will, you know, reward the top teams. Well, the top teams were like, nah, we don't want that because we've been on the shelf for quite a while here. Nah. We'd like to play some meaningful games. So the Blues, uh, in the Blues, in the Western Conference, you've got the Stars, the Knights, the Blues, and the Avs. They'll play a round robin of four teams. And basically what happens there is whoever wins, whoever gets the most points of that it will create the seeding of one through four
0: for the playoffs. Of those top four teams. Of those top
2: four teams. So there is a reason for this now, because if you suck in that one-round robin, you finish fourth, you're going to play the fifth-place team, which obviously that's supposed to be a tighter matchup. Mm -hmm. And if you finish in first, you have the the chance that, like, Chicago, I know we hate the Blackhawks, but they have a chance of sneaking in here. Through this play-in round, mm-hmm. and if they find a way to knock off the current seven or eight teams right now and get in there, you could have a Blues Blackhawks first round, which could be pretty darn phenomenal. I'd I mean, be okay with
1: that. You I'm know just what I starting mean? Starting to feel funny in my I pants. I know. I did too.
2: It's yeah, and it's weird. It's scary all at the same time, though, because you think that well, the top four teams should have a distinct advantage, but. You know, the intensity that's going to be coming from the bottom tier where they're playing their way in and now they're playing for their lives to to stay in the playoffs, that's a different level than playing for seeding. right? And I think that that's the one part that's going to be hard for some teams. Now, that being said, I think the Blues are wired perfect for this. Yeah. Reason being, they don't give a fuck who you are. They're going to stomp your ass.
0: Yeah, love it. That's the
2: bottom line. Like Craig Berube, he's not going to say – I'm worried about playing the Chicago Blackhawks. I'm worried about playing this team. No, we're going out there today, and we're going to win the goddamn game. That's it. No excuses. Oh, you've been off for four months. Hey, uh, go over there. That guy fucking cares.
0: I don't. Yeah, right? but Ch- Chicago would not make the playoffs, and now they might. I don't care. Let's just play. I don't care. That's his attitude. Yeah, well, we might end up having to play this team. It doesn't matter. Why don't they? And I'm sorry if you answered this question. The, the top four, the Blues, Avalanche. Dallas, and... Why, why do they have to do a seeding? Why can't they go by how they ended the well, season? Well,
2: because then there's some pissing and moaning, okay? So Dallas and the Knights were back quite a ways. I, don't, I forget the exact number. doesn't really matter. They weren't close enough, but Colorado has an argument, right? Because they had a game in hand on the Blues, and they were one point behind in the standing. So their argument is, if we would have won that game in hand, we'd be one point ahead of the Blues,
0: we didn't get a chance to play that game. As my dad used to say, if cow shit was buttermilk, you wouldn't have to churn it. <laughs> if my aunt was on, if my aunt had balls, he'd be my uncle. She'd be
2: your uncle. So, so anyways, that would be what. Um, I don't anyways, get it. So it's the easiest way. Is this, our, is this our second edit of the day? <laughs> right. <laughs> don't worry, Jeff. I'll go back and edit it Thank And you. post. Thank All you. good. Thank you. Thank Just you. like you guys edited me out of the first ten minutes <laughs> of the show.
1: <laughs>
0: well done. <laughs> well played. So. <laughs> So bottom line, will there be a Toronto hub or not? Because I oh, listen wow. to Go you guys. Right into it, hey eh, Donnie? Well, yeah. This guy, 60 but, minutes over here. Here's <laughs> the reason why I'm thinking it is because <laughs> I heard you guys talking about there would be uh, one down here and one up there in America's uh, yeah. ceiling fan up there. Um, but Kerber yesterday was saying he didn't think there'd be a
2: Canadian one. Okay, well, right now it's a little dicey, okay? So Kerbs isn't wrong, but what we have to realize here. Is the American dollar is a dollar twenty five, maybe right. even a dollar thirty to the Canadian dollar. So mm-hmm. going to put a hub city up there, paying in U.S. dollars, it actually becomes cheaper. It's like having doing something on sale. And the biggest restriction they have right now is that teams would have to have a fourteen day quarantine if they go into Canada. That's the federal regulation. But Bill Daly went ahead and talked to Homeland Security and had hockey players deemed as essential, essential businessmen. Yeah. Some essential workers. Yeah. That's what it is. And so by doing that, they can forego the 14-day quarantine. But even if they don't have to, what you do is you take that entire Eastern Conference and you send them immediately for training camp. So they'll spend 14 days in a hotel To Canada is what you're To saying. Canada. Okay. And then once that 14 days is up, they're all or already in Canada. So now they can play out the whole Eastern Conference. Is this conference. your
0: idea or is this what may happen? Or a little of both? Well, it's
2: what people who i know that are high up are telling me okay and so and i'm also putting a little bit of my own opinion on it at the end just because that's a perfect case scenario toronto right. is just flooded with with hotels and accom- accommodations and hockey rinks and all this stuff they have like four or five major six actually rinks that are junior hockey or pro which could totally accommodate Anything you want to do. You we could play. We got Webster Groves. <laughs> now here, okay. Bring <laughs> that up. Kennedy Rec Center. It's five yeah, minutes from yeah, my we house. We got Fenton. Come on. So, just quickly, because I know we, we got, yeah. you know, Donnie's got to yeah, yeah. go do his push-ups and stuff. So, here, we got
1: <laughs> assholes.
2: <laughs> we, By the way, you look great. You That's... do look great. Nice chest. Hey. <laughs> now, Toronto, I'm I'm assuming Toronto in the East, and then we're thinking, uh, well, not where, the NHL is probably taking... Vegas in the West, obvious reasons. The accommodations, you could put like five, six teams in one hotel with their families and just lock it down. You don't have to worry about people going in and out and stuff like that. They do have rinks to accommodate it. So in my opinion, you'll end up with Toronto. You'll end up with Vegas. Now, where I was pissed off at first was, and I asked Bill Daly this the other day on our show, uh, I said, why not St. Louis? Like, you guys love it here. Mm -hmm. You had the Winter Classic, we had the All-Star Game. We saw what the NHL Finals did. Knocked it all out of the park. Killed it. And guess what? We have a brand new facility. State of the art. Incredible. His thing was the accommodations in and around St. Louis, they're too spread out. So your hotels, yes, you have enough hotels to accommodate, but they're too spread out. They want to keep that shit tight, Mm -hmm. like all together. Otherwise, he says, you know, he loves Saint Louis. I was ready. Right. I fucking gloves were right, off. Yeah. Come on, buddy. I was like, I don't work for you, you Bill his Jersey over already, weren't you? I'll sweat you wearing them
0: glasses. So, I know they're not even real. Okay, so we let's just say Toronto. Let's just say Vegas. Yeah. What What are we talking about date wise? Early Ju- July.
2: Yeah. Training camp's probably like July first type thing. I don't think you see hockey until at least August. I think that that's where we're headed right now.
1: So then, hmm. okay. It's so
2: August. so yeah. then playoffs, full playoffs. It would be the first round as of right now. This is where they haven't solidified it yet. Okay. I think they want to see how the the virus goes, how mm-hmm. pissed off it gets, or how not pissed off it gets, and how people react to it. So it's a, it's, a, it's fluid, everything that's going on. But it would look to me like the first round of the playoffs would be a 3 out of 5. Okay. And then the third our second, third, and fourth would be traditional four out of seven. Okay, but then will there
1: be? So then, Stanley Cup champion gets awarded. How long of a break is there before we start going again? That's it's like forty-five
0: minutes, right? right. Everybody, <laughs> right. Everybody,
2: Essentially, everybody shower
0: out and get back out there.
2: In theory, it would be about three weeks. Okay, wow. but that's not going to happen without the Olympics being a part of things next year and no All-Star Game. Gary Bettman's going to bump back as much as possible and condense it. To further on. So you'd be looking at a November training camp uh and December regular season. Started.
0: Wow. And how many games are you thinking? 82. <laughs> oh, 82. Wow. Oh, they'll off. get him in
2: there. Wow. Now you might see an expanded roster, too, of 28 to 29 guys so that you're not absolutely murdering your guys because you're playing back-to-back, back-to-back, back-to-back for right. the whole time. Right. It's going to be difficult. It won't be easy. But you know what, guys?
0: We're, We're in a unique situation. Yeah.
2: Like you fucking... It's, you adapt, you overcome, right? You just do what you have to do, and that's it,
1: bottom line. I find it unbelievable that we're talking here, almost June, and we've got the NHL that at least has a loose plan as to how this is going to go, and you've got Major League Baseball pissing back and forth between the two sides. I don't know whose fault it is. I got to tell you, I don't fucking care. No, me either. You should figure it out because you are killing your sport that is already not in a great in a in a great spot in our in our country. You're gonna kill it. Yep. If they if they go a full year, dudes,
2: dudes. Yeah, buckle up, tough. Donnie. I'm I- telling you, buckle up. You thinking that's a possibility? Yeah, it is. The, listen to what the players are saying, right? They're all about they're all pissed off. And I get it, okay? Here I'll give you my quick little Mr. Baseball guy here, right? The owners want a sliding pay scale. So basically that happens to companies who are having trouble financially. You have a sliding pay scale, but the problem is is your books are wide open so that your employees can see, we brought in X amount of dollars, so therefore with our payroll, this is all we can pay and still keep the, the, the company functioning. Mm-hmm. But they're not disclosing the books. So them saying we have a sliding pay scale, it's like they're going in blind. So the player's like, well, why the fuck would I only take 7% of my contract when you might be raking it in? Like if you're losing money or you're breaking even, hey, guess what? I'll take the 7% of my paycheck because I want baseball to stay in That's business. That's where I'm
0: at. That's where I'm at. I cannot believe that these this group of people, whether it's owners, players, whomever, can't get together and go, for the good of all of us? We may screw this up, dude. And, and what's also crazy is, if I'm not mistaken, they're a year
1: away from the 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 yeah. contract with the MLB with the CBA. Yeah.
2: Oh boy, yeah. So another, so, he, this so is another, fostering too at the same time. Yeah. So you, I mean, good use of that word. By thank the way. you very little. You're, now
0: it,
1: I, it just, it's just it's heartbreaking. To, think
2: and of, I, think I, of Hubbard Radio, okay, for a second.
0: I just did when you were saying that.
2: Okay, so think of Hubbard crazy. Radio. I did
0: I, honestly, walking in did. and telling all of us.
2: We're going to have a sliding pay scale, mm-hmm. and we're going to cut your pay by 50%, okay? Because we're having hard times, pandemic, you know, everything's going on. So that that's your offer. You'd be like, wait, wait, wait. Well, what is this based upon, right? Well, right. It's, we're losing, but are you? Like, we need to see the books, right? Because otherwise, I'm not taking a pay cut. I have a contract, first of all, and I'm I, I deserve to see the books. If you're going to slide my pay down, I should know that it's because you're actually in financial trouble. Well, right now the owners aren't providing that, and now the players are really screwing it up because they're out in the media talking. That's the about, big thing I heard the you fuck say. Fuck yeah. Up, yeah. Guys. NHL
0: is behind behind closed doors. NBA when it comes to that stuff. behind
2: closed doors for the most part. NFL, well, NFL just do whatever the hell they want. They're yeah. like, we're going to play and we're going to have fifty thousand people. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> We're we're gonna cure this thing
1: on our own.
0: We're actually expanding the seats <laughs> to bring in more dude. people, yeah. and I and we're I know
1: put th- two people in every chair. <laughs> and I know that the players are responsible here too. But it, it, when owners of any team of almost any sport start talking about the bottom line, I'm like, yeah. dudes. Like, I mean, and I can only go like like the Pagulas in Buffalo, um, for the Sabers and and Ugh. for the Bills. Like, dude. That guy is worth like four billion dollars, and they're talking about ending payment for their employees at the end of June. And I'm just, I'm sorry, like, like I, that shit just will never make sense to me, man.
0: I uh, somebody that that Donnie and I know, you you and I both know that I really respect his his opinion on business stuff. Said that a company, Thank you. you're welcome, uh, a company, a big company. Whether it's – let's say it's a car dealer or whatever that closes their doors because of this, that has been around for a long time, that has been very successful, it closes their doors because of this, had something coming anyway. Because if you make a crap ton of money as a business and something like this closes you, you weren't doing something right. You weren't saving for a rainy day. Quote unquote. Yeah, you know it, what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. And it just, man, and, and we could talk about this another day, and I know we got to wrap up, but like, you know, man, when you talk
1: about like the Pittsburgh Pirates who are just taking the competitive balance money and then not spending it on the team. This is why baseball needs a salary cap.
2: I went off on it the oh, other day. Oh, you did?
0: I heard it. I and heard it.
2: I know players are going to want to walk in and fight me, but they're fucking wrong, okay? At NHL, we fought forever to not have a salary cap, and we should have just had one from the beginning because it raises the floor. The floor slides up with the salary cap, so therefore your lowest-paid guy starts to get raises. You're financially better off as a players' union when you have a salary cap,
0: now it has with, to... But with the salary cap, just for people, people may not know because I'm not sure. When there's a salary cap, there's a ceiling, ceiling and, and a floor, floor right? Yeah. And it, so you're moves. saying Pittsburgh would be held their feet to the fire. Yeah, they, they couldn't just spend say, money. oh, by
2: yeah. the way, the Yankees are going to bail us out this year. No, they couldn't they'd be like, okay, I have to spend $85 million on my payroll this year. How do we get there? You're forced as a business to pay that, and if you can't, then don't own a damn baseball. Well, dude,
1: and it's just so like I mean, it was a handful of years ago where that team for a couple of years they were legit. Yeah, the fans were flocked. That place was packed and loud. You know that there's the fan base there, Mm -hmm. and that is just the owner flaunting, and and that is just. And that was well, based on one player, McCutcheon. Really, right? Well, no, I mean, I, that, I mean those were— Are you talking further back? Um, further back, okay. because you remember, they were running with the Cardinals for for oh, yeah. for, for the for, for well, hot they El Central. They are prominent there for a long time. But yeah. they didn't put anything into that team, and then it just freaking dissipated, and now they're terrible Well, they started tanking,
2: right, in a rebuild, and at the same time as they tanked, they didn't spend money, because they're like, well, fuck it, big brother over here who made a couple hundred million, they'll save me with the luxury tax thing. And so that's what happened, mm, is the, the big fish fed the little fish. Well, how about just making every fish feed themselves, hold them accountable, push their business model to a bigger, better product, and now you have something about, that's fair.
0: How about you teach me to fish as opposed to giving me fish? Because if you give me fish, you feed me for a day. But if you teach me to fish, you feed me for a lifetime.
1: And once again the ending of this podcast has become absolutely abundantly abundantly when, clear.
0: When Jeff Burton starts <laughs> quoting the Bible <laughs> when,
1: when we're philosophizing it's probably you time start to bail out. that water into wine and Hey, you got Listen me. <laughs> you can download the Last Minute Blues podcast on any download service Tell your friends, follow us, share. Uh, we're going to be doing this every week, and uh, and and obviously there's going to be hockey to talk about, and we're really looking forward to it. Jamie Rivers, Jeff Burton, Donnie Fandango, Last Minute Blues Podcast. Thanks for listening, everybody. Let's go blues. The Last Minute Blues Podcast. Hear more at
0: 1057thepoint.com. Peloton, let's go. This holiday, with the right music,